0: Another installment of Sports Wrap Podcast. It's your boy D in the building. We are also live on Facebook. Sports Rap Radio Show is the group page. That's where you can tune in if you cannot tune in through the mobile app, which you can if you go to Instagram at sportswrap underscore D. The link is in the bio. Also, the link is in the description of the group. So get over to the group, get the link, and then turn it on. And then you won't have to sit and stare at your computer all day. You can catch the video later. It'll be up on YouTube tomorrow, probably. Mike, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. So, I know I am going to have some comments on some stuff today. Because I definitely, definitely have a lot to say about the Eagles game. But I'm going to try and keep it to a minimum. I'm going to try and keep it as short and concise as possible. Because there are... A lot of people who are disturbed, disappointed, upset, disgusted, frustrated. The list could go on and on, but we will definitely get to that. So what I'm going to do now is, as we always do at this point of the show, I'm going to give you your scores from yesterday's NFL schedule. Now, I do believe that everyone watched all the games and all of that jazz, yada, yada, yada. But as my duty, I do what I do. Frank, what's going on? I'd like to give you the score so you can catch up and see what you missed or hear what you missed in case you were out running around after the Eagles game in haste or if you started drinking extra after the Eagles game and fell asleep on the 4 o'clock games. But nonetheless, I will get you caught up. On Thursday, the September 24th, kicked off week three. Miami defeated Jacksonville 31-13. to We move into Sunday's games, yesterday's games. Chicago defeats Atlanta 30-26. Atlanta does it again. They sit now with 0-3, but now it's like two weeks in a row where they have botched a possible win. And botched a possible win. We'll definitely make more reference to that a little bit on down the line. The Rams get their first loss of the season. They fall to Buffalo, 35-32. The Washington football team is being brought back to reality. They fall to Cleveland, 34-30. The Tennessee Titans edge out the Minnesota Vikings, 31-30. The Las Vegas Raiders, it's just weird. It feels weird saying that right now. The Las Vegas Raiders fall to the New England Patriots, 36-20. San Francisco 49ers in the midst of all their injuries, demolished the giants 36 to 9 cincinnati at philadelphia that game played to a tie and again you know we are definitely going to talk about that houston falls to pittsburgh 28 21 the jets fall get demolished as well by indianapolis 36 to 7 carolina defeats uh the chargers 21 16 the bucks get their second win they defeat the Denver broncos 28 10 Detroit Lions edge out the Arizona Cardinals, 26-23. Dallas, in a valiant effort and a comeback once again, fall to Seattle, 38-31. And Green Bay edges out New Orleans in the Monday Sunday night game, 37-30. Tonight, rounding out week three, Monday night football, Kansas City at Baltimore. So, that being said, I'm gonna go back first. I'm gonna start and this is gonna lead me right into where I wanna go. The Atlanta Falcons, once again, botched a, another possible win, like I said. So there's a lot of turmoil there as well. Almost as much turmoil as there is in Philadelphia with the Eagles. But they're in Atlanta and they two weeks in a row, they botched a win. See the Eagles can can ironically or comically or jokingly say they have a slight edge on them because they shot themselves in the foot yesterday which was giving away a possible win but last week they just flat out lost so they kind of have an edge with that they just flat out lost they didn't have a chance you know to last week to win the game so that is that uh after i go through this before i close out this segment i will give you my picks for week four and as you know we are doing our weekly pulls once again on the show. Uh, the schedules, all as always, will go up on Tuesday. You have from Tuesday when the schedule goes up until Thursday, 4 p.m. at the latest to get your picks in. All right? You can either get them into myself, at sportswrap underscore D, on Instagram, or you can put them in the group page in the comments on Sportswrap Radio Show on Facebook. You can also send them to Aaron Baldy Moore on Facebook, or at Ball75, that's at ball seven five on Instagram. We will tally them up, tell you who our winner is, and the winners will be announced on social media on Tuesday, all right? So, also, just the main thing, if you're typing it in, if you don't screenshot and check off your wins, if you're going to list them in the comments, please, please, go in order of the schedule, as it makes it easier for us to... Tally the, uh, tally the tally the tally the picks up and keep your picks in order and make sure we get all of your picks correctly noted so we move into the philadelphia eagles versus the cincinnati Bengals. both teams coming in 0 and two looking for their first win of the season i and my, myself and baldy both were here last week and we both picked the eagles to win that game and ironically i was talking to people and i was talking to baldy as well and one of the things i mentioned was knowing the eagles front line of defense and we're going to talk about the secondary and the linebackers a little bit down the line but knowing that front line and knowing what they're capable of playing against a rookie quarterback i felt like last week i felt like it played in to their hands playing a rookie quarterback uh and it would help them and probably helpfully hopefully boost them into a win. That did not happen. They did have some pressure, they had some moments, but Joe Burrow showed his possibilities. Okay? And on the other side, Carson Wentz is not showing his possibilities. Uh we had a great season from him, season 1, his first full season as starter. And then it's been mediocre ever since. I know the last two years, bangs up, injuries and all of that nature. He fought, the team fought, and they willed their way into the playoffs. I really don't think that that's going to happen this year uh, because they're hitting a tough stretch of their schedule coming up. They go to San Francisco Sunday. Then I think they have Pittsburgh and then Green Bay so they've got three tough games now i just mentioned on the morning rush that for some reason i always get this gut feeling and like i said in the midst of everything that's going on with them their debacles and all of that type of stuff i always get the urge and get the gut feeling that a game against a team like san francisco is a team that they would beat just just because and i mean both teams are suffering injuries but san francisco yesterday seemed to pick up the eagles yesterday had major issues on offense uh carson wentz overthrew a lot of people not overthrew he misplaced a lot of balls yesterday a lot of throws that he should be able to make with ease in year five in the nfl and from being a number one pick he should make these throws like i said like like the commentator said yesterday he can make some of these throws with his eyes closed he should be able to in year five but we are seeing something that as eagles fans we never expected it to get this bad this quickly we are seeing a decline in the franchise quarterback this year and hopefully things will get turned around and initially like always the the thoughts are and the questions come up about benching Carson Wentz so this morning as I'm doing some homework you know before the show I get the alert and there's a uh, quote from Doug Peterson who says he's not benching Carson Wentz he says he feels like that is it and I quote a knee-jerk reaction end quote and he's not going to do it now I can understand that right now because it's only week three going into week four so there's a lot of football left to be played but like baldy brought up last week when we get into like week seven week six what do you do then does your do your thoughts change at that point and you start preparing jalen hurts or do you bench him for a game or two so he can get his act together see how it looks from the sideline and watch Jalen Hurts play a little bit, and see if that ignites something in him to get him back on the right track. So there are going to be some decisions that are going to be made for the Eagles, like on a week-to-week basis from now on. It's not going to be just the game planning and things of that nature for the Eagles. There are going to be game plans. It's going to be game planning, of course, because that's their job. But there are going to be big decisions that are going to be that are going to need to be made. From a week to week basis, from now on, you see that the receiving core is beginning to get decimated. They need to do something with that offensive line. They gave Jason Peters some help yesterday because he started off very shaky. Very shaky. So they gave him help. So you lose a tight end, you lose your number two tight end, you lose Deshaun Jackson to a hamstring injury. Not placed on the IR, there's nothing reports about him missing next week. So we'll see how practice goes and they'll make their announcement in due time. Hopefully they can get Alshon Jeffrey back on the field next week. It would have been nice to have Marquise Goodwin in a uniform right now, but we all talked about we talked about that situation with COVID nineteen and everything, and I I understand his fight and that, you know, and that whole thing excuse me now also jim schwartz needs to be better and i'm sure he knows it but again carson wentz really has not many weapons left to to utilize on the offense so i ironically i can say that in far as carson wentz comparing him and taking notes from week one up until week three i did notice some improvements in week two and i did notice some improvements as far as play in week three the couple plays where he ran and he got those first downs that's something that we didn't see in week one something that we were not not used to seeing in the past couple seasons so that's an improvement small things that offensive line has to get better he still has Miles Sanders which is a bright spot Greg Ward played pretty well you still have Zach Ertz but teams are going to look at that film yesterday and see that the Eagles receiving court has trouble getting open as you seen, as you saw yesterday against Cincinnati there were not a lot of lanes a lot of windows for him to throw balls to receivers they Double-team Zach Ertzon attempted to take him out of the game as much as they could. And the offensive line on that bend-don't-break issue, they broke a couple times when they should have just been. There. Now, you move into the end of that game. Carson Wentz did drive down the field, score that touchdown, and get the game, bring the game into a tie to send it into overtime. The Eagles had an opportunity second possession when all they needed to do was kick a field goal and win the game they were going to make an attempt for a 59 yard field goal then they had a penalty shot themselves in the foot illegal procedure on the offensive line fought right behind that the uncertainty of what they wanted to do or maybe they did it on purpose to have more room or more field for the punter to work with, but they take a delayed game penalty. So that's two penalties in a row in an instance where you could have possibly won the game. And I understand not kicking that field goal from the five yards back, which made it 59, 61, 2, 3, made it a 64, 65-yard field goal, would have made it that. I get that because you get the ball to of, the other team would get the ball from the spot of the kick so they would have excellent excellent field position so i get that you want to take that field position away at that point but you have to know that in the instance that a penalty occurs against you on that first attempt you immediately have to know that you have to punt the ball you can't be indecisive like they were and then run the team out there you take that penalty or you just flat out take that penalty you know, don't make it look like like it did yesterday that you were indecisive in what you wanted to do, and you take that penalty if you're going to take that penalty and I understand the reasons for taking that penalty, just flat out take it, okay, Don't dilly dally around with it, just flat out take it, and things will be better, but nonetheless, the Eagles played to a tie first tie in a long time the possible silver lining in this tie is it was an afc team good thing it wasn't a conference game or an nfc team which could hurt them in the playoffs which again i don't think they will get in this year i think in order for them to get in for some way the football guys will have to be watching over them majorly and have them win the division to even have a chance to get in because this division right now is is just bad the nfc east is bad all the way around and it's a possibility that there there may be no team from that division unless they win a division in the playoffs and if that team wins a division they're going to be at the bottom anyway and they've added another team in so there's a small chance but for the eagles they they have to go on a crazy tear and they're almost definitely going to have to win the division to have a chance of me being in the playoffs if that happens now on the defensive side of the ball again defensive line the front four and their rotations played pretty good i have no complaints about the front four They, they got some sacks they got some pressure they got they made key plays late down the stretch and in overtime when they needed to The secondary, again, we're we're in that same boat again with the secondary. It is what it is. You've got Darius Slay, but he can't cover everybody. So ideally, you put Darius Slay on that team's number one or that team's top receiver. Then you have the rest of the guys that have to hold their own, which they haven't been doing in three games so far eagle secondary you need some shape some shaping up jim schwartz you need some help you had to bring in a guy from the practice squad he ended up having to play yesterday you need to get more attention to detail in that secondary while they're on the field i think that is one of the biggest issues with that secondary it's also one of the biggest issues with the linebacking core nate jerry made himself look like he didn't even belong out there yesterday. Okay. First two weeks he made some mistakes, but then he had plays later in the games where he picked up and said, okay, maybe he can work through this. Yesterday, if you were watching the Eagles for the first time and you focused on that linebacking core, you would argue and say, what is he doing out there? In more ways than one. Like what is he doing out there? Like he looks like he's given the impression that he's not in tune with what's going on. And As fans, people always say it, like, why is he even playing right now? He's not helping the team any. So a lot of work to be done. And, again, I say this with a grain of salt. Still early in the season, still going into week four. You know, you got 12 games left. The Eagles got more division games. They got more NFC games. But, like I said, it's not going to get any easier. Uh, They've got, again, I think they have San Francisco Sunday – things like san francisco pittsburgh and then maybe it's green bay or maybe it's seattle or something but they got three tough games i think it's baltimore matter of fact they got three tough games coming haven't got a win yet three weeks and you haven't gotten a win for the first week of the season you've actually been in the game and you somewhat competed or you competed a lot better than you did the first two weeks now you can easily say for sakes of having faith or having dialogue again like i said a little while ago you saw some things in carson Wentz that make you say oh okay maybe maybe but then you go back and then you see others and you're like really you know so it's it's going to be tough it's going to be super tough going through the rest of this season and i tell you like i said the the blessing is it's only week four and people are probably looking and saying well, listening and saying week four like it's a lot of people are saying the season is over it could be but then again we know how the eagles do when their backs are up against the wall didn't show that yesterday but it's still early in the season and when i say their backs up against the wall i mean towards the end of the season so a lot of work needs to be done a lot of work needs to be done on both sides of the ball and i think where they are now they put Jalen hurts in for a couple of plays and like one of the commentators said yesterday now you have to begin to devise some plays for him and incorporate them into your game plan now because now you have to pull out all the stops because you need to start getting wins definitely wins and with the limited wide receiver core or the limited abilities of the wide receiving core the current wide receiver core because we're still uncertain about Deshaun Jackson haven't seen Alshon Jeffrey yet don't know what's going on with Dallas Goddard so a lot of teams like I said are going to try and take Zach Ertz out of the game and the other guys are going to have to step up Richard Rodgers the third tight end I like what I saw in Greg Ward Again, they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside very high when he was drafted. Haven't seen or heard him anything from him yet. Deontay Burnett had a couple good catches, which is good. But these guys are going to have to step up. And they're going to have to learn how to get some separation to help Carson Wentz out. Because he's looking bad, but the receiving core is not helping. They, they, they're They're compounding it and making it look worse a lot worse than what it really is and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that carson woods carson wentz is out of the woods i'm not i just started off by saying he's playing bad but the receivers are not helping at all right now the defensive linebacking core and the secondary are not helping right now so coaches head coach doug peterson defensive coordinator jim schwartz you guys got to get in the lab. You got to get these guys on the practice field, and you have to get them, once again, focused on detail. It has to be done because you have to get wins. It, it, pretty soon, I'm not going to be able to say it's early in the season. Pretty soon, I'm going to be saying, eh, it's not looking real good. It's looking bleak. Don't know if it's going to happen. All those types of things will be coming soon if you don't start getting some wins. And it's a perfect time and like i said i just have a gut feeling as always and sometimes i'm right sometimes i'm wrong i admit that but what better way to begin to begin to turn the tide than get a win in san francisco and i understand san francisco is banged up probably even more than the eagles are banged up but they are the defending NFC champs. Still, they showed that they have some people that want to play. I I get it. People are probably gonna say, but well, it was the Giants and whatever." Shout out to Brahim Graves too for the Giants fan. And my guy Dink DeNiro, y'all, we I, I feel your pain, bros. I feel it because you see what my guys are doing. So I feel your pain in that. Just wanted to give you guys a shout out as well cuz we're we're in the same boat right now. But a lot of things have to be worked on, a lot of changes have to be made. A lot of work is still yet to be done. Eagles hopefully will get some wins and like I was saying, what better way to turn this tide than to get a win against the San Francisco 49ers. It's a conference game which could help. Again, they are defending NFC champs, which could help in the long run. So, we'll see. What happens when we kick off week two? Before I close out this segment, I'm going to give you now, I'm going to go through the schedule week four. I'm going to give you my picks. Now, I'm going to pick the Eagles-San Francisco game first. And I'm going to buck the system. I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. And I'm going to pick the 49ers in that game. Then I'm going to go through the rest of the schedule in order. And I'll repeat that again. I'm not going to pick them this week. I'm trying to whip change up the mojo get some things floating here you know as a fan so i'm going to go against them this week and see if they prove me wrong and steal a game out in san francisco on thursday october the 1st uh denver at the new york jets wow two teams that i think are zero three denver is having some quarterback issues right now so i'm going to stretch and go with the jets in that game indianapolis at chicago nick Foles made a debut and again he is a fill-in type of guy like i always said great backup i'm gonna go with the bears at home jacksonville at cincinnati i like some of the things that cincinnati did yesterday jacksonville haven't seen much of them except for Monday night and the way they played against that. So, because they beat us or they played to a tie with us, I'm going to go with Jacksonville on the road. Cleveland at Dallas. I am going to stretch here and go with Cleveland in Dallas because it's Dallas. Now, you know I'm an Eagles fan and you know we do not like the Cowboys. But I have to be honest there are there have been times when i picked the cowboys to win some games when there are teams that i feel like even with what i think about the cowboys i think they can beat. so i have picked them to win games before so don't get me wrong but just because i'm going with cleveland in this game new orleans at detroit i'm going with the saints to bounce back after a loss on my sunday night pittsburgh at tennessee pittsburgh has found some kind of some kind of rejuvenation over there Ben roethlisberger looks like he's playing a lot better. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh over Tennessee. Seattle at Miami taking uh the Seahawks in that game. The Chargers at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home. Baltimore at Washington. I'm going to go with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Arizona at Carolina. I'm gonna go on a limb, stretching here too, and pick Arizona in this game, as I did with the Dallas-Cleveland game. Minnesota at Houston, I'm gonna go with Houston at home. The Giants are in LA to play the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams there. New England is in KC, going with my homie, my homie, and the Chiefs. We take the Chiefs in that game. Buffalo at Las Vegas, like the defense. I've seen some improvements. I like what I'm seeing or beginning to see in Josh Allen out there in Buffalo, and I I like their defense. I'm going to go with Buffalo there. Again, like I said, Philadelphia at San Francisco. I'm going to pick San Francisco in hopes that I can whip something up and they can steal that game in there. Rooley, Tyreek Rooley, my guy. Uh, Two Ray Gordon, my guy. Just a pick here. I'm not saying it. I just have it. This is how I think. This is how I get myself motivated sometimes. Brad, Cousin Brad, thanks for tuning in. So I'm going to pick San Francisco there in that game. And like I said, I'm doing it with ulterior motives, so you guys already know that. But shout-outs to you, Tyreek Ruley and uh, to Ray Gordon, two guys that I know that are San Francisco fans that are good friends of mine. And Monday night to close out week four, Atlanta at Green Bay. You know who I'm picking there. Discount double check, taking the Green Bay at home. Before I close out this segment, I have to make an announcement or something that I missed in my news and updates. Shout-outs to good friend, friend of the show, I mean Mighty Mouse Robinson, who was in South Carolina over the weekend with his fighter, Nafir Charles, who garnered a first-round TKO down in South Carolina. He is now 4-0 with four KOs. So shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to Mighty Mouse, Iron Robinson, for being a good friend and a friend of the show. It's your boy D, 44 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. i going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about that matchup, Lakers-Heat, and talk a little bit of Sixers before we ride out. It's your boy. See you on the other side in just a few minutes. Back with the second half of Sports Rap Podcast, it's your boy D, Sports Rap D, you know where to find us also live. Facebook, Sports Rap Radio Show is the group page. You can also get tuned in. The link is in the group description. If you are on Instagram, you follow me there in my bio, there's a link for the mobile app. You can sign in, make sure you click and confirm so you be our get alerts and know what's going on with Heat Monitor Radio and everything. Sports Rap. So today as we get started for the second segment, I am wearing sports wrap official. Shout outs to I Make It Yours to the Lovely Wife for the products that you see me wear a lot of times when on the air and, and out in public. But what I wanted to do with that is you see how I have this shirt on, I'm wearing it and I'm promoting. I have opportunities. If you are a business, sports related or any type of business, you have anything you want to advertise. I can help you with that. I have advertising packages. Hit my DM on Instagram. You know what it is. At SportsRap underscore D. Message me on Facebook. In the group page, Sports SportsRap Radio Show. Let me know what your budget is. We can talk. I can help you help me. We can help each other. You can advertise or you can sponsor the podcast. Stuff will be promoted on air and on social media. So you know what to do. Like I said, serious inquiries only. DM at sportswrap underscore d on instagram message sportswrap radio show the group page and facebook and i can get you all of that information and we can talk you can also email me at sportswrap at yahoo.com and i can send you information on what you need to do and how i can help you advertise or sponsor the sportswrap podcast right now we are going to move into our nba talk as always, we are getting towards, we are in down to the final two standing in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat. And ironically, if you were paying attention earlier, I noted that the two teams that have made it to the NBA Finals this year are two teams that did not make the playoffs last year. One team I'm a little surprised is the Miami Heat but one of my favorite players is there who i still feel like should be in red white and blue jimmy butler and i like what is going on down there in miami with those young guys and if you think about it just looking excuse me face value of that roster if he had remained here that could very well have been the sixers in that position i'm just saying so i i look at a lot of the matchups in this series, and initially, the Lakers fans are already giving them a win in five, thinking that the Heat are only going to win one game. I honestly, after watching the Heat throughout this entire run, this playoff run, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think it's going to be a five game. I honestly, because of the style that they play, their swag, their gutsiness, their grit. And the way that they play defense, I think it's going to go six or seven. Now, like I said, I'm live here, people. You can chime in now or you can watch this video later and give me comments later. I will check it later and see. But I honestly think that it's going to go six or seven games. Now, I do understand we look at on paper, we look at the rosters and the matchups. The Lakers do have somewhat of a size advantage but their are they have anthony davis dwight howard uh javel mcgee and then they have lebron as well but i think other than that as far as comparing the rosters if i take anthony davis more mostly anthony davis lebron james out of that picture for the lakers and i'm just playing devil's advocate here people don't 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 get me wrong just for sakes of dialogue and comparisons and and giving you some information about what to look for within this series you take those two guys out i like miami's chances a lot okay now you put those two players back in i still think with the way that miami has been playing that they have a legit chance i'm not writing them off right now in a five game series and I've seen some posts and some people that I know that are Lakers fans are saying that they don't play six game, don't play game sixes and game sevens. Well, listen here, folks. Coming up, you might be playing in a six or seven game series to win a ring. Okay? It's just that simple. And if you don't believe so, you need to go back and watch every single game that Miami played against Boston in the conference finals and every single game they played against Toronto in the semifinals okay george what's going on miami digs in and gets dirty on defense and like i said last week on air i'm gonna say it again when they made the comparison of the miami heat and the boston celtics it was kendrick perkins in the early part of the season he said and this i'm just paraphrasing again he said that it looked like the celtics were coming in nonchalant with their versace shades and versace slides and robes and swimming trunks The miami heat were coming in with steel toe boots and 10 lunch pails they still playing that way y'all still playing that way i also like a lot of the things like i said jimmy butler is one of my favorite players before he was even here but i i, I respect him a lot because of his understanding and his right to the point nature and his being a leader and not being afraid to step up and tell people what they need to hear he said and it was reported that he said yesterday about what they needed to do to win this game against boston to finish them off. he said it's not an issue i know what i need to do he didn't even take a shooter out and then somebody asked me why didn't you take warmups and shoot around he said that's not the issue i don't need to shoot i know what i need to do for us to win this game he came out and did it and those guys have rallied behind him and have bought in to that culture in miami bought into the nature and the style of play of jimmy butler and look where it got him to the nba finals after not being in the playoffs last year at all so la lakers you are in for a fight and i hope you're prepared like i said i I post i mentioned in my news and updates that it was rumored going around that lakers wanted to play the heat well you got them and we will definitely see what happens in that series And, and again for the last time are you lakers fans that say you don't play game sixes and you don't play game sevens well that might change this series because you might get a game six or possibly even a game seven so with that being said we will move into some Sixers talk for the moment. We all know how it played out. Them getting swept by Boston in the first in the first round of playoffs this year. Which is highly unlikely. No one expected that. Um you could say injury to Ben Simmons had a big part to play in it. I don't think it had that much of a part to play in it. Um although Like I mentioned last week, it was a key player down, so I do understand how it made them a different team because you're missing all the things that he does very well that he does for that team. So it made them a little different. So now they're in a coaching search. First and foremost, they got rid of some hangovers from the Colangelo era in that front office, and they're revamping that, and they're in a coaching search. So a lot of names that have surfaced You know, some of those names are now gone. Jay Wright backed out early. Initially, very early, he backed out. He declined. Said he was comfortable where he is. Billy Donovan didn't really say much, but his name popped up once. He had a mutual separation from the Thunder. He he has now been since hired by the Chicago Bulls as their head coach. Steve Nash, who wasn't really a name brought up in the Sixers fight, has now taken the Nets job. So... Initially, it was Tyron Lue who was reported to have there was mutual interest there between the Sixers and Tyron Lue. And once the Rockets got bounced, there was talk of Mike D'Antoni. Hi
1: there, I have a quick survey for you to fill out. It'll just take a second. Question one, what the
0: f***? Yeah, that's how I feel. Kenny Lomax, what's going on, my guy? That's how I feel about that I don't think Mike D'Antoni is a good fit for the roster. The Sixers don't have that much wiggle room to make the changes that would suit Mike D'Antoni's style and his philosophies. So, in essence, in my opinion, if you were to hire him, you would basically be starting over yeah i see that kenny i talked about that too dan quinn is probably going to be gone. i I don't think he's going to last the entire season with those two debacles from last week and this week so yeah you are absolutely right on that but getting back to the sixers and mike d'antoni sixers don't have a lot of wiggle room then there there has surfaced um in the most recent days that there's talk that the talk has heightened for d'antoni because the Sixers are allegedly interested in James Harden and Sony could possibly be a lure to get James Harden here. I don't like that system that they played in out there in Houston. Now, if you have a different coach, somebody that can do some other things, make some adjustments to James Harden, I would take him as a talent if you could pull off a trade. But I don't want to see you hired Mike D'Antoni. So right now, for me, even though I was still a little shaky with Ty Lu, it was a little iffy, it was a question mark, I'm starting to look, starting to erase a little bit of that question mark. He's starting to look a lot better right now. Okay, There's also been a plethora, plethora of trade rumors. There's even been some names of some possible free agents that the Sixers could possibly look at in that and and i'm gonna there's tobias harris trades there's trade for chris paul and like i said there are some mid-level free agents that have been rumored that could possibly fit that the sixers could possibly bring in i'm going to run through these names first and again it starts off with who is going to be the coach so that's the first thing on the list so on the roster right now you have Kyle O'Quinn, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson III, Aul Netzel, and Ryan Brokoff, are all due to hit unrestricted free agency this fall. I would like for them to try and bring back Alec Burks and or Glenn Robinson, but I don't think either one of them will be willing to accept the veterans minimum right now. Uh, Kenny Lomax just chimes back in and he says, if Ben Simmons was a scorer, i take harden and d'antoni i get what you're saying kenny but d'antoni would in my opinion come in and change the entire landscape of the team and right now he just doesn't have the tools for it in the east you can't play as much small ball Coke, what's going on as much small ball as they played with robert covington the tallest man in the starting five at six seven You can't play that in the East. You will get destroyed in the East. I mean, look at what Miami is doing right now. You will get destroyed in the East if you play small ball for that long or those extended periods of time within a a game in the um, NBA in the East. So I don't think his philosophy is built for the roster like they have right now. And like I'm going through now, It's going to be tough for them to make some moves uh, in the the offseason. They do, however, have a first-round draft pick, and they have like four second-round picks. So they do have some wiggle room, but it's not a lot. And when you also look at their roster, the names I just gave you that'll be free agents, what that leaves is not much there that would entice teams to make a move for any of those players. There's also been rumors of Drew Holiday trades. I like that, if you can pull that off. And I'm going to get into some other trades in just a minute. So one of the names they're talking is Nerlens Noel. I really don't like that. You know, I mean, he could come in and do something, be a backup center and whatnot, whatever. Just not really sure he's truly focused at being an NBA player. He hasn't really honed or sharpened up his offensive game or his offensive skill set as of yet number two Andre Roberson which is someone that I would look at as we like to say is definitely someone I would kick the tires on we saw what he was for OKC until he got injured he came back and showed that he was healed so that is something that could watch ball what's going on i'm trying to add you in ball so if you got your camera it's adding i see it says adding so when you can get in you can get in if not you can keep filling in your comments as well so i like the thought prospect of andre robeson like i said i like the things that he can do on the court at both ends of the court number three they have listed is courtney lee someone that they showed interest in a few years back uh a wing player that can score and ironically something that the Sixers need hey my guys tuned in we got a split screen there you got the other half of the yes, dynamic yes, duo in the building so right now bald I'm just talking about some possible uh mid-level free agents that could help out the Sixers um I started off with Nerlens Noel and I'm sure you were tuned in you know, yep. Noel not really liking that like I said his offensive skills have not been honed or tuned up to my liking to bring back into where the Sixers are and what they're looking to do in the near future right now. I like Andre Roberson. Like I said, he has an offensive skill set and he has that grit. So I like what he does on both ends of the floor. And I moved into my third was Courtney Lee. And like I mentioned, someone that they had interest in a few years back. And I like the fact that he brings something that a lot of our, that some of, most of our wing players don't have. He can't score the ball. He can't shoot the three. But the key piece there is he can create off the dribble, which has been a struggle for our wing players for the longest.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about that for years, uh, about having somebody that can create their own shot, which will allow – the pressure to be taken off a, a Ben Simmons who doesn't shoot. Absolutely. Kind of, we have seen that with uh with Jimmy Butler when he was here. Mm-hmm. You know, the pressure was off uh Ben Simmons. He was able to knife through defenses and create and get right. to the basket, kick out. Right. You know, he was able to kind of flourish in that. So having somebody that can get open, having somebody that can create their own We've been
0: in need for that for quite some time. Absolutely. You know, I think even when, before Jimmy got here, when we had JJ Reddick, that helped Ben Simmons. Because of the things that he does, he had that person that he could kick to and could knock down that three point shot or could knock down a jump shot off of a kick out. We haven't had that consistently since the departure of JJ Reddick. Now, Moving on, they have Etwan Moore, who I like somewhat under the radar, but he has the size. I look at him like a Jeff Green before he went out with his medical issues.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, he he's tough again. Kind of fits into that same Andre Roberson role, just a little bit more size than Andre Roberson, but. Can dig in, get dirty on the defensive end, and can get you a bucket on the other end if you need a bucket. You know, so I like that thought as well. And I think finally, Mario Hezonia, who used to give us problems when he was in Orlando. Okay? You're not going to get JJ Reddick back right now. I think Hezonia could fit he could be a shooter and he also has a little bit more size than jj and i said no discredit no discredit to jj but he has a little bit more size and he can create a little bit off the dribble which is a little bit more than jj does and like i said it's no discredit to jj because jj reddick does what he does and he's very very good at it and i applaud him for that but the Sixers need, if they're going to get some wing players, a couple of these guys that can create their own shot, it's something that's desperately needed. Like you just pointed out, Baldy, it's a lot. It would be a huge help to to a player like Ben Simmons who has not focused and got it in his mind that he needs to begin to shoot the ball.
1: Yeah, and, and, and listen, if... if if you're a Sixers organization, you gotta feel some type of way that the guy you let slip through your hands is now in a position to win a championship.
0: Yep. And like I said, took a team that was not in the playoffs last year. They wasn't even thought about, man, in that in that breath to be a contender. He mm-hmm.
1: shows up, and not only are there, con- they were they became a contender. He instantly. Pushed them into the positive of wins. Yep. And then those positive of wins put them in a position to be in
0: the playoffs. Boosted a lot of confidence in those young players, man. A and lot you know, of literally, confidence. Literally boosted the morale of every player on that team. Absolutely. That guy on that team were you like, yeah, he all right. Then now all of a sudden he's playing way mm-hmm. above like, what, what, what they've been playing. Perfect example, Bam out of bio last night. What do you have, 37 and 20? Yep. We knew Bam yep. was good. <laughs> But yep. who would have expected thirty-seven and possibly twenty in a possible closeout game in in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the playoffs in general? Not he didn't even think he could get nothing like that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's not,
1: and, and that team is pretty much gonna—they're
0: gonna be—they're going be, be together for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to deal with that animal. Yep. And. and you know what I mean? Yeah, and like I mentioned, to the Lakers fans, I've seen Lakers fans posting, oh, we don't play game sixes and we don't play game seven. Listen, like we talked last week, steel-toed boots and ten lunch pails, baby. Y'all going to go six or possibly seven because I'm glad you're on here with me, ball, because you know what I'm getting ready to say. Anthony Davis is going to earn his money this series. Now, what they'll probably do is They will probably not start him out on band, which is going to be tough. But just like in the Denver series, there are going to be instances where you're going to have to guard band. And The youthfulness and the more athleticism of Bam as of Bam as opposed to Jokic, who can dribble enough to get his own shot. It's a lot more athleticism. It's almost like a mirror image of you guarding yourself when you get to Anthony Davis and the Bam Adebayo. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He he's a fluid athlete. Yeah, he's a fluid athlete. And and at times, unlike un, unlike the Joker. He's not gonna. He's not going to require, on the offensive end, they're not going to have the double team, bam, or no, no, none of that, because he. That's not him. Right. But where he has a killer is on the offensive glass, on the defensive glass, and as a shot blocker in the middle. So mm-hmm. all that getting to the basket, you got somebody that's going to contest pretty much every shot that you take down there in that paint. That they didn't have they didn't have to deal with that dealing with Denver you know Denver didn't have any shot blockers but now you got a guy that can give you and they also have a guy that is coming coming to his own as a shooter shooter not a hero hero but like he's he's coming into his own as a shooter so
0: absolutely there's
1: going there's gonna be uh, it's gonna be some mismatch. There's gonna be some uh, some ways to try to figure out, you know, defensively how are they gonna how are they gonna uh, uh, channel them, uh, and challenge themselves defensively to figure out who's gonna do what, who's gonna be the hot guy? Because we already know Anthony Davis and LeBron they are gonna be the hot guys. Absolutely. But in Miami, you kind of know Jimmy's the guy. Mhm. But now you got to figure out who's going to be the hot hand.
0: Right, and, and these young guys, with the boosting of their confidence by one Jimmy Butler, are definitely not scared of the moment. Oh, yo, most definitely. Listen, man, they they take shots in big moments, they ain't second guessing in the big moments,
1: yep. and they are a representation of who their
0: leader is. Absolutely. So their is is fearless in a sense, and mm-hmm. they're fearless in
1: a sense. They're not reckless. There's a difference between being reckless and fearless. Right. They're not practical. Right. They're fearless. They don't care who you are. Let's play. Right. And that's who their leader is. A guy, he don't care who you are.
0: Let's play. Check. Yep. We're going to do what we got
1: to do. Wait, man. I can't wait to see this. how this thing. Yo,
0: you and me both, man. I'm I'm waiting for this one. So, uh, let's get back to our Sixers real quick um, before we go. Now, I talked about some trades. I talked about some free agents. Now, one of the trades that I heard about, and I have two scenarios for this trade, is a trade for Chris Paul. Now, of course, you know me and you know us, knowing both sides, the fan side and the business side. Don't like the money there. Don't know how the Sixers could pull it off. But these are the two scenarios where it's been put out that the Sixers could possibly attain Chris Paul. So one is the Sixers would get Chris Paul in exchange for Tobias Harris, the 21st pick in the draft, which is I think the Sixers' first-round pick, the Thunder's top preference of Matisse Thybulle, Shake Milton, Furkan, Cork Korkmaz, and Zaire Smith. I don't like that one initially because right off the bat, I know who their preference is. Somebody that I want to keep, because I don't want the same instance to happen when we made the move and we had to add Landry Shamit into the deal. I think that would be the same thing, because I know with what he showed in the short time that he was with us so far, that their preference would be Matisse type. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, if they're talking about Tobias Harris, then that means they can talk to somebody about moving that Al Horford contract to. Sure. sure. Okay. The second issue for that, and speaking of, the Sixers get Chris Paul in exchange for Al Horford, Matisse Thibel, Zaire Smith, and the Sixers' lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick. I don't really know about that. Again, like I just mentioned before, you chime before you were brought in. But if you look at the Sixers roster, it's not much there that's going to entice people to say, "Okay, let's do it." It's not. There's there's nothing there. And yeah, the sad part is it, it would come down to being something that they can use in the long run. True. okay that's
1: what come down to it. we have nothing we have nothing we have a. Uh, we have guys that have heavy contracts yes we got guys that have heavy contracts so normally when you got a guy that you're trying to move or possibly move with a heavy contract you normally look for a team that has disposable income absolutely and when they got that disposable income well you can maneuver that because they're yeah. working with the cap not right. trying to get you on the cap so you can maneuver
0: that but then mm-hmm. in return you normally get draft picks yep because the team not something yeah not not the direction that we want to go in right now and, and and i know
1: they're terrible
0: for a reason right i know there's a lot of a lot of talk with uh with okc because like we already know and they put it out there they got five draft picks When that Chris Paul in one of those deals with the Russell Westbrook deal or something. They got five draft picks. And they already put it out there that they are going to be in in a rebuild. And we look at that roster this year. That team overachieved. Now, low budget, if you will. If they could work out something and steal Dennis Schroeder. I would take that before I took Chris Paul. And it's only because of Chris Paul's money. Like, I like Chris Paul a lot. But the money for the Sixers right now. It, it it can't work. It can't well, not work. Only the, not only the money, we're this we're talking about also health.
1: Absolutely. Because Chris Paul has been battling hamstring injuries for the past three years. Yep. This one this year, he wasn't he it didn't bother him, but he also had
0: an opportunity to sit out because of the pandemic. Yep, and get healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I have it in an 82
0: game season. Uh huh. And we knew you know every year when he was with Houston before that, somewhere down the line in the playoffs, he was out.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Right. And we still need. Listen, even in that, if we move Ben Simmons to the power forward, which we did, okay, now you bring in, you're looking for a guard. hmm. Okay. You're looking for a guard, but you still need a backup
0: point guard. Yep. <laughs> you still do. So, don't get me wrong
1: shake melton i like shake
0: melton as a backup I and i said that he just has not he just has proved in the bubble he proved that that he's not ready to be a starter in this league and i say that because you see the potential he just needs some work yeah he can be
1: that backup yeah but like you said i like the dennis schroeder
0: move as well yeah. because he is a starter yep he is a starter uh-huh. he could
1: start for this Sixers team. And because he's able to get his
0: own bucket yep he could be a big part for the Sixers 10. yes yeah, I also yeah. like I also like the talks of possibly getting Drew Holiday now if they can work that out I would love that because I feel like he should have never been traded anyway but yeah. that was the beginning of the so-called process the other name that I like and I've been hearing a lot about that I think could work with this roster Jeff Teague. Yeah. Who could I mean, possibly be had for the veterans minimum?
1: Yeah.
0: I like him. He plays well against pick and roll. He can get his own shot and he's very serviceable. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a I mean either him or What's going on, money? They're the same people to me. I think that Jeff Teague's a little more older. He you know what I mean? Yeah. He's been around he knows what it's like to have a team, to carry a team at yes. one particular time. And I so, think with the little intricacies of playing that pick and roll, he can help shake Milton.
1: He can, he can, he can, and and he's a he's a guard that has done it. He's yep. been in that job, But and we need veterans. We don't have we don't really have any veterans.
0: Nope. I mean, our veterans are our are our core guys. They, they're veterans. I mean, our Absolutely. Horford
1: is a veteran. Don't get me wrong. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: The way he was used, the way our Horford was used, was terrible yep it, just, it didn't
0: yep. help, it didn't at, help all. at all right
1: and and i think that that was the beginning making that deal for our warfare it kind of put a it kind of put a
0: a damper in us a little bit because mm-hmm. we could have used that could used that money for something else yep possibly two more players then even with that not using that money side up with him you could possibly be looking at re signing Glenn Robinson III and Alec Burks, right. who are going to right. be unrestricted free agents at the end of at, come June. And we gave him a max deal, too. Yep. yep. We did. we did. <laughs> spending money. Just spending money. Just spending it. Listen. They spend, They, they were, Sixers was maneuvering like they had pandemic money, man. Kobe Hairston, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Yeah, they were, man. It was crazy. William Trust, also. Thanks for tuning in. So listen, folks. used
1: that, Sixers that PUA
0: money, man. Yeah, they used them <laughs> stimulus checks. They got a bunch of stimulus money and used it. Then now it's coming back to vitamin and you know what. It's coming back. It's killing us, man. It's yes, it did. So listen, glad you could chime in, bro. Hopefully hey, bro, I'll see you in to to studio to with me next Monday. If not, we can do this again if we can you know when you have a moment always a pleasure talking to you you know two great minds think alike a lot of the times and i enjoy you man appreciate you for being here with me appreciate you for timing in i'm gonna let it go right now i gotta go check on the kid so i'm gonna let it go right now folks you know where to find us baldy at ball 75 that's b-a-l-l 75 on Instagram. And Aaron Baldy Moore on Facebook for me, Instagram at sportsrap underscore d also on Facebook, the group page SportsWrap radio show you can also get me at Dwayne Gainness on Facebook and if you need to send us emails, you can address to either one of us at sportsrap at yahoo.com Thanks for tuning in folks ball appreciate you partner talk to you soon all right my brother peace all right so there you have it folks another great section another great dialogue shout out to my guy baldy for chiming in and we did that split screen i hope you enjoyed that if he's not here we may have to try and do more of that but that being said you are have been tuned in the sports wrap heat 100 radio you can get the podcast on iheartradio.com Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Just just look at it up, Google it up. You can check for videos on YouTube, Sports Rap TV. Like I just mentioned, you can get the email, sportsrap at yahoo.com. You can check the webpage, sportsrapradio.com. If it's your first time chiming it in, they might give you radio show. Take the show out at sportsrapradio.com. Check this out, see what we do, and don't forget, If you are a business, you want to do some advertising, you like what we're doing here, we can help each other out. Hit me up. You got my tags. You got my handles. Also, if you want more information, you can email me. Again, sportswrap at yahoo.com. We can talk, and I can get you all of that information. So, everybody that tuned in, thanks for tuning in. Stay with us. Stay with me all week on social media, and we will see you next week in studio live. Sports Rep D signing out. Peace.